89.9 The Light. You're in conversation with Clayton and joining me is the acting CEO of the Victorian Council of Social Services, Brooke McHale. How are you, Brooke? Good. Thank you, Clayton. Nice to be here. Oh, look, it's wonderful having you here. And uh, I'm guessing that probably most people don't know what the Victorian Council of Social Services is, but maybe have actually experienced some of the work that you do. So could you give us perhaps a bit of a, a the sort of, you know, elevator understanding, elevator pitch understanding of what it is? Yeah, of course. Um, so the Victorian Council of Social Service, we provide a voice for low-income Victorians and Victorians who are doing it a bit tough, experiencing disadvantage or vulnerabilities Um and we also work with the community services out in the community that support those people from the really big organisations that you might have heard of, um, Salvos and Red Cross and United Care, through to really small local community organisations with just a couple of people who are doing really great work in the community too. Yeah. And I understand that a number of those people of, you know, some of the various organisations you mentioned actually sort of form your board together as well. So it really is sort of a, a joint effort. Can you take us through... When you say you sort of help those ones, what does that actually mean? Is it, um, you know, policy creation? Is it government lobbying? Is it getting people out on the streets to do things? Which area of that do you actually help in? Yeah, a few of the above, really. So um, one of the things that we do is we work with the, those community organisations and those charities to try and help them, I guess, provide high quality services, be sustainable. So, you know, you might have seen in the papers or heard that um, often really tough for charities they're you know they're relying on donations and fundraising um, as well as on government funding and and particularly this year with um, the pandemic it's it's been pretty hard some of that that money's dried up a bit um, and also demand has been really high on organizations as as people are struggling a little bit more in the community so we help them to make sure um, you know to, to look at their options to um, make sure they're sustainable to talk to government on their behalf um, and to make sure that the services that they're providing are, are really high quality and good and meeting the needs of the community. And then at the same time, we, I guess, in terms of providing a voice for low-income Victorians, we look at what's going, out in, uh, what's going on out in the community. We talk to our members and hear from them about what, what they're seeing. And then we kind of, sometimes we feed that back to government and say, here's some problems, here's what we need to be doing. Sometimes we go out to the community, we do, you know, we do radio and media or, or run campaigns to say, um, come on, guys, there's things we can do. Um, sometimes we're doing kind of the, the research to try and understand the situation um, for low-income Victorians. So it's a bit of a mismatch of policy and mm. advocacy and, and campaigning. Yeah. And so are you um, ultimately um, report to the community? Do you, are you um, government run? Where, where's the, that sort of basis of, I suppose, the, the, the top of your organisation? Yeah. So our board is made up of, um, of people from the community and from community organisations. So we're ultimately, I guess, accountable to our membership, to the, the charities um, across Victoria and also to individuals who join VCOS, which you can do if it's something you're interested in, if you're interested in social justice and, um, and wanting to, I guess, um, build a, a fairer, more equal Victoria, then, then anyone can join the VCOS board who, who meets those kind of values and, um, and share, shares our, our goals. Um, and we also, so some of our funding to do the work that we do does come from the Victorian government um, and, and other philanthropic and, um, yeah, and other kind of places. So we're, we're accountable to them for the funding yeah. we get as well. Yeah, excellent. Um, is there, and has there been a, during the time of the pandemic, I suppose, especially, um, people aware more of the fact that 
people are under stress. I, 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 you know, we've talked on this show countless times about those who are underprivileged in some way, shape or form, those who are doing it tough, often through no fault of their own, it's just circumstances. And, you know, it's sort of that, but the, by the grace of God, I, I could be in those sorts of situations. Are people more just generally aware and open to that during this time? Or has it been more people have just gone, well, actually, I just have to focus on myself. And so, uh, you, you know, the, those interactions haven't been as strong for you. No, I think people are more aware. I think one of the, um, the really lovely things about the incredibly tough 2020 that Victorians have experienced is that, you know, we, we have come together and we've supported each other and, and you know, um, neighbours have connected with each other in different ways. And I, I think that's um, made us realise exactly what you said, that a little bit of this can happen to anyone. I think we know we're looking down, you know, we're looking at a recession um, and that means job losses and it means um, lost income and it means, you know, more people doing it a bit more tough. And so I think um, that has made people realise that it, it could be them and that, I guess, builds a bit of empathy for other people who are in that situation. Um, and I think, you know, there, there's also a lot of people who have been directly affected by COVID or they, um, their families have or they know someone in their, their local community. And um, I think that's just made some of the things that have always been there in the community around, um, you know, financial hardship and loneliness and, um, and illness a bit more visible, a bit more kind of obvious to us all. Um, so I guess what, what's important now is what we do with that. So there's a bit of an opportunity and a bit of a window here um, yeah. that Vicos is really interested in, in talking to the community and to government about. Yeah. And I would imagine that, you know, areas like Vicos and, and other organisations, say 20 years ago, perhaps it would just have been the conversation around financial hardship or job losses. Um, but it does seem that, and certainly from my reading and understanding of the organization that you're leading at the moment, Brooke, that, you know, conversations around loneliness, conversations around whether it be depression or conversations around abuse that seems to be happening and, and has been occurring through the pandemic for people as well is, is part of the fabric of what you're wanting to, to have conversations about. And that is certainly a much more holistic approach. And I, my sense is, seems to deal with the actual reality. Uh, it's not just about a, a job loss or, or income. Obviously, those things tend to feed into some of these others. But um, have you found it um, easy to get the support to be able to have conversations with people around around these areas? Or is it something that, you know, we've still got to walk a bit gingerly to be able to get to those conversations? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. Um, you're absolutely right. It, um, you know, we have been having those kind of broader conversations. And one of the things that, you know, that we're talking about at the moment is, um, is that, you know, there's, there's lots of talk about recovery and, and Victoria bouncing back and, um, you know, there's some good even today and, and, um, and recently some good sort of economic data coming out. But we're saying, well, economic data doesn't mean anything if it doesn't also impact people's lives. You know, yeah. just, just having the, the more jobs or, you know, gross state product or whatever the kind of um, economic indicator the budget papers say you know, what, what we really care about is what does that mean for people? And, and you're right, um, it's a lot of the, the other bits are a bit hidden. It is about what that means for people's, you know, where people are at in terms of their mental health. Um, we know that situations like pandemics and emergencies do um, result in increases in family violence and um, we've been worried about um, child abuse because um, with families sort of being locked at home for longer, um, then... 
we don't always have the kind of eyes on, on children and families through schools and maternal child health nurses that we've had in the past. Um, I think in terms of your question about has it been easy to have those conversations, I think I think it is getting easier. I think through things like the Royal Commission into Family Violence and now the Royal Commission into Mental Health, a lot of those issues that maybe 20 or 30 or 50 years ago it was a bit harder to talk about are uh, um, being a bit more exposed. They're, they're a bit more, um, they are a bit more spoken about. Certainly their, their government and community priorities in a way that maybe they um, weren't always in the past. So I think there is some really good stuff, um, but we are... You know, it's, it's really important that we keep coming back to that point of, of economic recovery and bounce back isn't enough. It's also about yeah. um, people's well-being and their, their kind of social recovery as well. Yeah. Well, we're very, very grateful for the work that VCOS is doing, uh, you know, for so many across um, our state as we go forward. I, I want to finish with um, sort of asking uh, questions about two parts of society and, and how they can interact with VCOS. And I'm imagining that maybe somebody's listening right now and, and for themselves, they, they're saying, that well, actually, I, I feel like I'm in a pretty similar situation to what Brooke's been saying, whether it's maybe on the economic side or some of those social aspects that you talked about, or maybe there's a family member or someone in my, my community or my church or whatever who I could connect in. What's the best way to actually do that? Is it through one of those sort of other organisations you talked about, well, my local salvos might be the best way, or are you actually encouraging people to come directly to you? What's the best way to connect in and use the services? Because that's obviously what you want them to do. Yeah, thank you. Um, so the best way to, to get help or to get some advice if you need it is to call one of the um, the phone lines that are available. So that might be Lifeline if um, if you're worried about yourself or, um, or someone's... Um, uh, mental health or Beyond Blue is also a good option. There's the National Debt Hotline if um, people are getting a bit worried about their financial situation. Um, and there's also the, um, there are family violence 24-hour um, lines that you can call if you need some advice to find out if the situation that you're in is a bit dangerous. I guess the other thing that we're encouraging people to do is um, you know, things like like loneliness and, and mental illness, they were there before the pandemic. Um, they'll be there after the pandemic. And there were lots of really great things that people did during the pandemic. You know, they checked in on their neighbours, yeah. they delivered packages. Um, and they're all things that we would encourage you to keep doing if you can. So if you can, you know, check in on that neighbour that you looked in on during the lockdown, um, it might make a really big difference to them to keep doing it. Or if yeah. you volunteered for your local neighbourhood house during the pandemic or um, or helped um, someone in your community get connected to the internet during the pandemic, then there's probably something similar that you can keep doing yeah. um, into the future. So have a think about that too. Well, and you sort of answered my next question as well, Brock. You, you, you're a bit of a radio superstar there. I tell you what, uh, sorting that through. That was what I was going to ask. What, you know, maybe I'm in a situation where I, I'm, you know, economically, I've actually been okay during that, and I'm actually okay on some of those social things. What, what can I do? And I think that's a, a fantastic moment to just stop and actually say, okay, I, I didn't just get through. Let's just push on. What can I do to to help others? Um, and as you said, I, I'm sure as well, if people are interested in um, being a part of what. VCOS is about, they can head to the website vcos.org.au, vcoss.org.au. Um, Brooke, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the work that you are doing. Um, and uh, I know you're you know, bringing up your family at the same time as trying to help so many others across this uh, incredible state of ours. So thank you for all of that and for your time today. Pleasure. Thank you very much for having us. And, um, and thank you to your listeners as well for their interest.
Brooke McHale has been my guest. She's the acting CEO of the Victorian Council of Social Services here on 89.9 The Light.